And you see if the is the microphone like covering too much of her face? It's in the okay. Camera? I don't like my face. So the other question is: but Do my she, boobs look nice? Yeah, in the they camera? always. Look but nice. does it cover her chin? You want it to cover your chin, just not your right, lips. You can't see my <laughs> boobs. I I have like thirty chins. Oh, so. you want me to move the laptop? Now you can see your boobs. Thanks. <laughs> a little I'm treat to, to the get, 30%. Yeah, I'm trying to get more straight guys watching the show, okay? How many of them are? I think we got more lesbians. Like 50, right? More lesbians. Yeah, I think. Well, there was like 70 something for a little bit, right? Yeah, just for a little bit. Just just fall, I don't know. I haven't checked since they that one time. I'm like, what are they watching? It's not me. <laughs> There's somebody for everybody, can't. Yeah. yeah. Chubby chasers out there. There are. Well, look at, look at my baby Coontons. I was chubby, he wasn't. And I made him chubby. <laughs> Turn him to the dark side. You're like, no, too many people think you're hot. Let, eat this. <laughs> okay, we're still recording, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. Are we, Are we ready to start? Yes. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Shoot it. Hello, and welcome to another grooming podcast. I'm Kat Graney. I'm Nathan Austin. I'm Kathleen Austin. And I'm Juan Rivera. First of all, let's address Katie's beautiful new hair. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Thank but what about you. my new hair? I got a haircut oh, too. Yep. Juan got thank his you. hair done thank too. So Looking much. so stylish I mean, and handsome. You. you said they came to your house, right? Yeah. Yeah. So our, our barber, Danny, she's one of our clients nice. and she comes to our house. So and when she comes over, she does our hair and we do her dog's hair. Oh, right. smart. So it's, it's very, smart. it's wonderful. Hi, Danny. Yeah. She watches and listens. <laughs> and I just so, got my hair done too. Yeah. Katie did it. He has a really good hairstylist. No, yeah. It's just me. She just hits the sides with the 7F. Yep. Do you like part it and stuff before you do it or you can like hold it up? I hold it. I like have to like hold it and like push it off to the side. and like, You know, she just holds the hair out of the way. Yeah. So she could work better at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're talking about this stuff? Still? Yeah. You're talking side. about my hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so yeah. She yeah. just holds it over. And then gets in there, you know. Yeah. Do you ever like, fuck up and you just have to go a little higher each time? Like, uh, don't. No, you bet. No. It's going to be a mohawk. Don't wait. No, 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 no. Tell me later. Tell me later. No. <laughs> so usually I go backwards up and then I leave just like the very edges and then I'll hold the hair and I'll go down just the tiniest bit right there. So no, that's never happened. Is that like a like a five reverse? It's a seven. It's a seven. Oh, okay. Because he's got that thick hair. That yeah. thick, thick. And he's, then it like he's got it sticks in everything too. Down. Yeah, he's got terrier hair. It sticks in everything. Every time she's done cutting it, I just get up and go into the shower and I leave her with the problem of my hair everywhere. Yeah, I have to sweep it I could never do Nathan's hair because I I get dog hair splinters so bad that I would get Nathan hair splinters. He gives the worst splinters I have ever had. I've never had splinters Asian hair is the best hair. It's nice and thick. You can do whatever you want with it. Well, like this whole mullet is like, I feel like, I mean, he's been growing it out for like eight months maybe. I'm like, dude, it's going to be longer than mine in no time. Flick it, flick it. (laughs) <laughs> Pretend you're an herbal essence commercial. <laughs> I'm still getting used Beautiful. to my hair. I got it done like two days ago and they cut my bangs shorter than I'm used to. So every time I look at myself, I'm like, ah, who is that? Ah, and it's bright. And I've had that really light purple. So I'm mm-hmm. like, what the heck? You know, have you seen that TikTok where you like, they cut the bangs when they're the girls like with their eyebrows up? Yeah. And then she like lowers it and the bangs are like, oh, <laughs> oh no. see, I can't. I have to go to a professional. I am like too scared. Number one, I have to bleach my hair to get this color. Mm-hmm. And I'm too scared to bleach it and like fuck it up because you see all those horror videos of people bleaching their own hair and it all like falling out. Mm-mm. I would not look good with short hair. Um, and my bangs, I'm way too particular. So bleaching your hair, it, it kind of like, I've 
Katie bleached my hair and I've dyed my hair pink for a while mm-hmm. and it sucks. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and when you stick your hands in it, like it feels just different. He did know? not know it I changed it. the texture of oh. your hair. Mm-hmm. So then like afterwards it's it. all like dry and like crispy and he was like, what is this? And I was like, yeah, well, you know. Do you stick to brown hair? I have experimented a lot and um, the She's thing is- experimented, guys. Mm. Yeah, I do. But- um, <laughs> The thing is, I'm incredibly cheap. So Katie has done my hair multiple times. Are you the salon <laughs> barber? She's my salon I'm the hairdresser. I do everyone. Yep. She did it rainbow <laughs> once, but we didn't do the segments big enough. Yeah. So it just kind of got muddled. Yeah. Um, but I usually do it myself. But right now I'm getting really gray. So I might just do brown Me for too. now. But, you know. Ronnie won't let me dye my gray. Well, you know, you got that touch of gray. It's yeah, the touch of gray. Dude, lucky ju- like dog, just for men, silver daddy. The touch yeah. of gray. <laughs> for women, it's not cool. You know, you got to be solid gray or. If you go all shit. the way gray, like gray fox. Oh, is I kinda, love gray hair, but it, you know, I asked my hairdresser because I can never tell what my roots look like. I was like, do I even have gray in there? Or because my mom, I feel like prematurely grayed. And she was like, I don't see anything in here. And I was like, ah, yeah, she's still got it. <laughs> my like face hair is turning gray and it's freaking me out. Yeah, Nathan's like, I wake out. up and my mustache, like, I, I barely have any mustache hair in the beginning. I have like a hundred and three of them are gray now. I'm like, oh my God, that's like 3%. Oh my God. <laughs> what the? To be fair, I have found a couple of white hairs. They're just not on my head. No. Yeah, well, and the nipples. Yes. <laughs> Dog hair. No. No. I, I know this is stupid, but I didn't realize that women grow hair on their nipples, too. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a common thing with all women growing hair on their nipples. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I will say, though, I've, women, yes, I I, I've never seen a pair a woman's pair of nipples with hair on it. Okay. Cat, after the I, after this episode. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll have to show you. I grow hair on my nipples. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Interesting. And, you know, after I had my daughter... My hormones changed, and that's yeah. when it started happening. Mm. Um, I started growing facial hair, but I also suffer from uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. So that creates a lot of excess hair in mm. places you don't normally get. So hair. I don't know if it's an Asian thing, but I basically have no hair on my body except my nipples. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Next time we're at a, a show like Super Zoo and we're at the pool party, if you want to ask, you know, I'll show them to you, whatever. They're just like oddly hairy. <laughs> And the they're, rest well, of me no, isn't. They're, they're not like very hairy, but it's just like a couple of little hairs. And they're extra nipple. long. That's it. Yeah. You should you should gel them out. It's like the, <laughs> it looks like a sun, and you like make little rays. I don't think there's enough my nipple, <laughs> or make waves. You know, like uh, my nipple hairs are stuck in the antigen phase. You know, so they just like <laughs> is that the, that's the right one, right? The growth yeah, phase. Yeah, the growth so they just phase. keep growing and growing. <laughs> just for the record, I will not be showing you my nipples. At the party. <laughs> Just Nate. <laughs> Just Nate. Although I will, I mean, I've seen your nipples a lot. And I've never noticed. So. I, I like pluck them out. Normally, um, it's when I say hairy, I mean like two or three hairs. You know what though? There's not a lot. Free the nipple. You know? Free the nipple. Maybe. I mean, if you don't want to, that's yeah. Don't. But I'm I don't for be freeing out, the nipple. You know? <laughs> True. Yeah. We don't want to be kicked out of anywhere. No. <laughs> If she goes, we all go. Like I said, I like to lurk in the shadows, and that's not a shadow lurking. Activity. Well, that's why you're in the shadows to like have your nipples out, but no one can see them. But then you can see the hair. You're like they're so hairy and sweaty. I got a, I got a fan of them. Where's the shadow? Okay, like it's three hairs, guys, and I pluck them out on a regular. That's less than mine, so you know, right on. So at the end of this episode, we're gonna go 
into some deep questions. Oh, Let's yeah. Get nice. deep. Deep. Let's get deep. That's my favorite part. So stay tuned for that. That's what she said. <laughs> Okay. So what are we talking about today anyway. besides nipples? <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about um, what are the next steps when you want to continue your education towards your career, grooming. Mm-hmm. So why do we want to keep learning? Oh, because you don't want to suck, you know? <laughs> well, I think it's important to keep learning because there's always new information coming out. So as much as we try to stay like as educated as possible, a lot of times uh, you know, like similar to like for a long time, they were like only do grain free, right? Mm-hmm. Like suddenly it was like all oh, grain free dog food. And then they were like, Oh no, new studies came out. Don't do grain free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, it's the... heart disease. Yeah. Now they say it leads to, um, other things. So now it, but it's like certain grains now, right? They're like, don't do every grain, but like these grains are good grains, whatever. Oh, I so, heard too, the raw food now, right? Some people are like, raw is not good for your dog. Some people say that. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, you can find, you can find, <laughs> Yes, you know, pros and cons for both sides. But my main point is they're always finding new information. And so it's good to stay current because you want to make sure you're being as safe as possible. You're using the newest techniques um, and styles and you're like keeping up with trends and all of that stuff is relevant to your everyday dog grooming. Yeah, there's always new shampoos and always new um, sprays and stuff. I actually really want to try that avocado spray. Kind of looks cool. From Bot- oh, Botanica. Botanica. I want to try that too. I really it's always like- sold out. Yeah. Aww. Well, it's-, it's like, how are you supposed to use a scissor spray on every dog? Like, I scissor every dog. So, yeah. Well, I really like their uh, volume up shampoo for my Bichons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the like thing. The smells there's always new stuff coming out. Always. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, and I, there's trends too, I feel like. Right. You know, this is popular now, but next week it'll be different. Right. Well, and it, it's, I mean, I would say for pet grooms, there's trends, but then there's also trends within the show community as well. Yeah. Like we've mentioned on previous episodes, they've changed the Bashan head several times. Yeah. So just being able to like stay up to date in the industry on like what's happening is important. Yeah. I, for me, it's about staying, um, <clears throat> staying ahead of the curve, staying ahead of the, the average person and always trying to do my best. I worked for somebody after I moved um, to Elk Grove. I wanted to, because I bought the house, I was like, well, maybe I don't need to open a salon. Maybe I can just work somewhere and be happy. Mm-hmm. So I worked somewhere and the owner um, has been grooming since they were 15. Wow. Um, but they learned from somebody that was like in their like, well, they were older, probably like 60s. And just so just what she learned is just what she knows. And she's never gone to any continued education or anything. So when I came with my like snap combs and like my curved scissors and thinners and stuff, she was like, whoa, you have so much stuff. I was like, you don't have thinners or like guard comb. Like it was just wild to me that it's like some, if you don't go and seek new information, you're just kind of just stuck with what you learned. I guess I never thought of it being that bad. Oh yeah. It, It was wild. And then I was like, oh, I go to, I go to Pasadena and Tacoma, like come with me. And we can go. And then like, oh, well, I, what else am I going to learn? I've been grooming for 20 years. It's like, a all lot, right, then. A lot. Okay. Well, did they go? I, I, um, no, they I did not. And that I that mentality. Well, I stopped working there after like three months. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should open a salon again. Maybe, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> well, there's people who live in that box, too. They're yeah. like, well, they're, I'm good enough. You know? Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I've been grooming for 20 years. So I've been I'm, grooming 20 years and I'm definitely not at oh, yeah. I mean, what I could be. I think all of us are kind of in that same thought process like even though we're all master certified and some of us even double we're still like working on the next one we're still like 
what more can I learn? I still have tons to learn. The more I learn, the more I realize how little I actually know. Mm-hmm. Well, I always, I always think if this is a career path you're taking, you should dedicate yourself fully to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. to whatever career you're doing, if you're being a veterinarian, keep always learning the new stuff. If you're whatever <laughs> path you want to take, you should always, that's my belief. You should just always continue to grow in that field. Mm-hmm. And um, the only way to do it with grooming is continued education. You know, you can only learn so much on your own and doing grooming dogs. Well, I think I've heard the saying, right, where somebody says, like, well, if you've been grooming for X amount of years, right, have you been grooming for 20 years as a one-year groomer or have you grown, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, you could have groomed 20 years, but if you never learned anything new, you're still grooming at a one-year level. And that really stuck with me. I was like, oh, God, no. (laughs) I feel like we should find old pictures that we've done and bring them on here. Oh my gosh! I think Nathan posted one recently. Yeah, yeah. old one. One of the it was not the worst that got like, but it got the most like interaction than any one of my posts ever, and it was the schnauzer. (laughs) But I'm like cheesing it so hard with this picture of a schnau with this schnauzer because I'm so happy with it. It looked like shit. And you know, though, but I was glowing. I've seen worse. We have seen worse because it wasn't even hula, so it wasn't even that bad. So what you're saying is you shouldn't be proud of yourself. (laughs) No, I, I, you should because I was at that moment. I was baby. I was brand new. Yeah, and I didn't do a completely terrible job. Like in comparable to myself now, it looked like shit. But you know, if I see someone else show a haircut like that, I'm like, wow, they're they're doing, they're trying their best. You know, they're we're Mm -hmm. working towards it. Yeah, I don't. When I look at people's stuff online, I try and not judge them because they're on their own path, right? Oh, absolutely. They're. I don't know where they are on it. I mean, if you, I've been grooming for 16 years, but it's only the last like six years I've been. So for 10 years, I, I was doing the who one. Knows you were what. doing the one year track. I was on the <laughs> one year groomer plan for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I agree with you there because that's something I think about now that we compete because like. Sometimes I see people out there competing. I'm like, holy crap, they're so good. And they're like, I've been grooming for four years and I've been competing for four years. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm so far behind everybody. But then I have to remind myself we're all on our own journey and we all have different paths and I'm still doing good and I'm working hard, but I still wish I had found it younger. You know, like I definitely wish I had started master certifying and getting into competing and showing way younger because yeah. I feel like I, I've missed out on so much time. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, you can't like think like that though. You know, it's like wherever you start, though. you start. I, I know, but, but I think I some still... people use that as a reason why not to start. Yeah. No, because they're like, yeah. I'm so far behind. What's the point? It's always, it's well, I'm always gonna still keep It's trying. never too late. No, it's never too late. I'm still going to keep trying, but I just wish I had started younger. So yeah. everybody who's like, thinking about it and maybe they're like I don't I don't know or I'm not good enough or whatever like oh just give me a couple more years grooming just get into it just get started well just we, do it because I really wish I hadn't wasted the time we all have to start somewhere mm-hmm. too and you know every time you're in the ring you're getting the opportunity to mm-hmm. grow on that haircut right yeah I mean I have a lot to learn still mm-hmm. and even when I get to open I don't think I'm gonna it get placements but i want to perfect my haircut right yeah so i'm Re- gonna work recently well, at a show suzeko goes oh you're gonna be your your stuff is so great you're gonna be one of the best and i look at her and i'm like in my mind i don't say this in real life because it would have been rude but in, in my mind i say i'm thir-, at the time i'm like i'm 36 <laughs> like it's gonna be it's now or never lady no, <laughs> you know what I mean? like what the hell um but yeah, you know what I mean, but you just got to apply yourself. I yeah, 
I'm doing pretty good in the competition world and I'm yeah in my mid thirties and that's when I started. So yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, this year is your third year competing Four, or the beginning third, of year, your yeah. third full year. Yeah. And so it's, it is impressive seeing the young people in their early 20s oh coming in, doing good trims and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? I know. It's really impressive. Je- that's what I'm saying. I'm a little jealous. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn, man, I wish I had started. Oh, yeah. um, and then there we are going to bed at like 8 o'clock. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we're so tired. <laughs> we're tired. Um, well, so I think, you know, um, on top of everything else we talked about, right, like um, continued education helps you in a lot of different ways, one of which is becoming faster. Um, mm-hmm. Not that – because I do think that, you know – Quality is more important than quantity, but I do think that a lot of the things you learn help you become faster and just better at what you do. Like um, one of our apprentices, Jeanette, uh, she has a wire fox terrier puppy, right? So she's learning hand stripping. We're hoping to get her into like showing. She's going to start competing soon. Um, And, you know, so in the beginning, she was stripping her every day and like working her coat, which was great because she was learning a lot. And then we're like, okay, well, now that we're going to start competing, I want you to stop stripping her every day. And now I want you to strip her once a week and you're going to set yourself a timer for two hours because that's what competitions are. Right. And like we're going to chalk her legs and cholesterol them and do like the whole nine and you'll do the whole thing and then we'll go over it afterwards. And if you're not done in the two hours, that's totally fine. When you're done, you can like re go over the, her and take as long as you want. But like, let's see what you can get done in the two hours. Obviously, it's great because it's her own dog. So it's mm-hmm. not like if she messes up, it's a big deal or anything. Um, but just that like weekly practice is so beneficial um, to see what she can get done in two hours. What, you know, and yeah, and she's she's 21 and she's like I know. doing a really good job. She's doing a great job. And we're I'm really learning, jealous. We're learning, too, because like while I do know a fair amount about the Wirefox Terrier, I don't know all the intricacies of that stripping for like show. So it's nice because we're learning too, as Mm -hmm. we're helping her. Um, And so I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, She's, she's getting to the point where we've taught her a pretty good uh, trim on her, on her wire. Um, But now it's it's getting to the point where she needs somebody that is perfected it, that can really give her the ins and outs of it. Right. But then that's cool for us because then we're like, Oh, well, why don't we go for a private lesson together with this person? You know, so then we're like, oh, good, we'll get like, we'll get lessons too. But see, then that's, you know, we could just be like, oh, here, go take a private lesson with this person. But we're like, oh, yeah, we'll come with you because yeah. we want to learn. Yeah. 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 So, like, I want to learn this too. You know, I was just reading this, and another, like, good reason for. You, I was just reading I was my just note reading card my right note card. here <laughs> that someone else wrote That's, for him, that cat wrote for me. <laughs> <laughs> but another, this is what Kat wants me to say. You guys are making me brain fart super bad. Okay, uh, is a Reboot. lot of people complain like, oh, I don't get no purebred dogs, right? Well, if you don't know how to groom them properly and you don't put that out there that you know how to groom them properly, you're not going to get them, right? Right, absolutely. Not, a, not in the quantity you want. So if you want purebred dogs, like if you want to get a bunch of Bashans in your shop... Learn how to groom Bashans. Start posting pictures of Bashans. But you got to do continued education for that. I do. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really fair point. Actually, that wasn't written on my note card. So um, <laughs> he made that up. So that's not, wrong that's not even on the note card. Oh, my God. So he brain farted into like, a new why, thought. It was why keep learning. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm like, Oh, he well, answered the question. He didn't. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, I do agree because I, I think that's something that we hear a lot where Nathan will post like a video of like how to do this on this purebred dog. And then people are like, 
I never get that breed in. I'm so jealous. Like, we never get any purebred dogs. All we get is doodles. Don't get me wrong. We have a lot of doodles, a lot, a lot of doodles. But I do think the more that you put it out there, because we are constantly, like, anytime we go to continued education, we're like, we're going to this seminar, and we'll post pictures like, look, we learned this today. We learned this today. We learned that today. And then when we do get uh, that dog in, you know, like, for example, a Bichon, right? Because, like, cat shows the Bashans, and then she started getting more Bashan cuts, like, and she's getting more and more and more and more. And so she's doing like a lot of Bashan cuts, a lot of show Bashan cuts. And it's really great because it's good practice for her. And, but that didn't just like happen, right? Like, cause before that Nathan had a few Bashan cuts and there was like a couple here and there, but we didn't have like a ton, but mm-hmm. the more we posted about it and she posted about it, like I do Bashans, I know how to do show Bashans. Look at this Bashan, look at that. Yeah. And, dog shows and grooming competitions and she's posting about it and the salon's posting about it and et cetera, et cetera. And then they just start coming. And then when one comes, they have a friend inevitably with a Bashan and then they go, this person knows how to do the right haircut. You're not going to go to her and get a bad job because she knows what to do. And (laughs) she does. We post tons of dogs on our, like uh, on my account and Katie's account. We generally just post mainly like purebred dogs. I posted one. And but a lot of times it's a some people go oh you got so many purebred dogs some half of it is it's a facade we just post them only <laughs> we only post the purebred dogs and we well post we some post that, we post the things that we're trying to get back in well I yes. posted a doodle the other day like, I know yeah. you did because you did, did a very cute job the mobile yeah. okay. I do like Actually, the doodles I think, I think they're very cute little well behaved usually little so. sometimes yeah. little well behaved dogs but uh, I remember when I first started grooming carries. I would post the same carry every time, but the, it looked different. It looked like a different carry because my trim was changing so much. <laughs> you know, it was like evolving, getting better and better. And people are like, oh, how do you get so many carries? It's just one carry I take a picture of every time it's in. Every month, yeah. every and, yeah. And, But it but works, now, though. Now I have a handful of carries that come in. I got, you know, so you just got to keep putting it out there. Mm-hmm. But I also think the more you put it out there, especially if you're going to shows and stuff, mm-hmm. breeders see that then they sell a puppy to someone and they're like oh this person knows Bashan's absolutely yeah Yeah. well because that happened um I mean for me for English cockers too because um I have my English cocker boy and so then as I started showing him and I met a lot of the breeders in the area and then when they sell dogs in my area or even online if they post in the English cocker group and they go oh I live in the bay area where can I get my English cocker done right because nobody seems to know how to do English cockers right people always groom them and like they're Americans so easy. they're, they're so, so easy. easy and then they go oh Kathleen Austin she has an English cocker and she's a master groomer go to her salon yeah people come like all the way from San Diego they drive hours to be here oh yeah we have people that come from really far and for hand stripping too once i learned how to hand strip I mean, I get people that drive three to four hours just to get their dog hand stripped. And it's wild to me. I'm like, there's nobody from here to where you are. That's crazy. But they do. And then they pay my price because they can't find anybody else. And so I get to charge a, a nice premium for how difficult it is. You know, if you if you learn a trim really good too, like really good, you'll start getting the breeders. Like the breeders will bring their dog, mm-hmm. their dogs to you because uh, uh, there's a lot of some of the best some of the best groomers out there are breeders, but also some of the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, ever, yeah. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you go to the dog show and you're like, what the hell is that? What the hell? You I know? mean, to be fair, right? Like uh, people that become breeders come from all walks of life, right? Yeah. So some of them are accountants or some of them are, you know, and so they're doing the best that they can putting a trim on their dog. But 
That's not their specialty. Yeah. They aren't all knowing. We we scissor and yeah, Bashan, do all that, that stuff all day, every day. So like us learning it and then being able to do a good scissor job, like maybe they can put a good shape on their dog, but their scissor work is atrocious. And it's nothing personal. It's just they don't have the experience that we do. We are literally scissoring every day for the last 16 years. And, and then an AKC judge is not looking for a good haircut. No, they're not. While a good haircut can help make your dog, make look, your dog better. look better, that ultimately they're looking at the dog's structure, yeah. not the haircut. But the first time I went to a dog show, I was so flabbergasted that some of the ones with the worst haircuts were the <laughs> ones getting the placements. And I'm oh like, my wait, God, I don't yes. But I understand it's not the most important thing, but like, it shouldn't important. they be kind of good at it? Yeah. Like, isn't that? I know. But it's wild. They're supposed okay. to be able to look under the hair. To be fair, right? though, too, right? Like, um, sometimes, uh, like, you know, some breeders have been doing this for a really long time. And I'm watching them groom, and I'm like, they're older, you know? And, like, mm. their hands are no offense to anybody who's an older breeder. But, you know, like, you get older, and everything just starts to not work as well. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Please don't cut your dog. And also, <laughs> like a good, you. like the good judges, you'll see them put their hands on the dogs. Some of the best looking dogs from outside the ring aren't put together well. They're oh, just yeah. presented in a way that looks so good because their grooming is so good. There but are, under the hair, yeah. they fall apart. Right? There are some handlers and and even breeders and stuff too that they're just so good at hiding dogs' flaws. They look incredible, and then you're like, oh, maybe I want to breed to that that male. And then you're like, oh, can I put my hands on him? And then you're like. Oh, never mind. No, thank you. Well, I think going to the dog shows is probably the really good first step to learning because it's also one of the cheapest mm-hmm. things to go to. Yeah. Is, yeah. Right? It's only like, what, oh, like 10 absolutely. bucks sometimes? Sometimes they're free. Yeah, well, you most just of the show time up they're and free. walk around. Yeah. Most of the time they're free. Only like bench parking. shows are, yeah, parking. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but I mean, I agree that is a great free way for somebody who maybe doesn't have as much money um, to find a show in your area and then. If you have a breed in particular you're interested in, a lot of times breeders are happy to like have help. I mean, not necessarily during a show because they're busy, but if you go and you meet a couple breeders, oftentimes they have a lot of dogs and they need help with maintenance. So they're happy to like have you come to their house, help you bathe and blow dry dogs. They'll teach you things. Um, And that's a great way to learn. But the thing (laughs) about continued education too is how it builds you as a groomer confidence wise, right? Like, I never dreamed that I'd be grooming Bashan someday. You show Bashan's not even just her own. She does a lot of other people's show Bashan's. It's really cool. You're gonna be the Lindsay Dickon of the West Coast. Boop, boop. Yeah, nice. we need it. Um, but it is fun seeing <clears throat> your work in the ring with someone else too. It's oh yeah, so much fun. Yeah. You know what sucks though when someone's like, when you give, when you give the dog to somebody and they're like, oh well, if the haircut was better and you did the haircut. Yeah. You know that's happened to me once before where <laughs> the owner was like, oh well. Like trying to say under there, like uh, backhanded, like, oh, you know, you fucked the haircut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my that. dog lost. The thing is, is like it's it's so much more complicated sometimes, like not always, but it can yeah. be more complicated than you think. Um, I mean, I'm Scotty is my breed. I literally I bred a litter of Scotties. I, you know, I show Scotties regularly and I still am asking my mentor on a regular basis. Like I just went to the Palm Springs, Palm Springs dog show. And I was like, I left my furnishings. Can you like show me again for like the (laughs) millionth time what you would like me to do with these things? Because like, it's harder than I thought. I do think some breeds are easier than others. Hand stripping 
can be so um, difficult just because you're like growing layers. I thought getting the Scotty that it was going to be the easier hand stripping job than some of the other breeds because they get their cheeks and their ears clippered. And I was like, oh, I don't want to have to do flat work. And they have full furnishings. So like I won't have to really like do much to them. Turns out it's actually harder because I have to grow all these layers in the furnishings and like make sure they're not poofy. And like there's all these different things. You know, I think every person every, with their breed thinks their breed is harder oh, I'm because sure. as the more you learn the nuances of that breed the more you realize like you how much you didn't know no i do agree with that but like as i've been working with jeanette and her wire fox i'm like oh i love these tiny little tight cylinder <laughs> legs this to me is so like i can see yeah. like what i need to do but like the long full furnishings and uh, like because at the beginning I was like oh I'm doing a great job and then my breeder was like your furnishings are wild and they're so poofy and I was like what do you mean <laughs> you know and so like there's so many or I, I don't always see it with her with my Scotty and I'll be like no I pulled out so much and she's like pull more pull more pull more and then I'm like <laughs> help me I think with with continued education the thing is is like everybody nobody knows all there is to know. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. so I mean there's what 300 dog breeds there's yeah. no way I'm going to know everything and about like, all of think, them. And like to think to think you're like, "Oh, I know enough." Is it, to me when someone's like, "I know enough," that immediately says to me like, "No, you don't." No. Because yeah. if the more you know, what is that there's like the thing that they say about people that are smart, right? Or that knows stuff about a certain subject. Like the more you know about it, the more you realize you don't actually know about it. Yeah. So when you present yourself as like an expert, extreme expert in a subject, you're usually like, yeah, well, and I mean, for me, one of the biggest things, I mean, there are obviously experts and stuff. No, there are experts, but we know what you mean, (laughs) but I would say, um, I want to feel confident that whoever calls my salon, I at least have like a basic understanding of what that dog breed needs. And that's something that we're working towards. But I do love like, you know, when somebody calls with like a breed that maybe we're not as familiar with um, and they are looking for more of a breed cut, um, we're always honest, right? We'll be like, you know, I, I would like to learn more about this breed. So if you would work with me and I will like find somebody to help teach us, like, cause that happened to us with the Wheaton. Um, yeah. We had um, somebody contact us about um, two soft coated Wheaton Terriers and they're from really good breeder. Um, I believe they're from Pat Mullen um, and she's a really great Wheaton local Wheaton breeder. And um, he was, you know, he was like, Oh, I don't know. Cause the one's showing and, um, you know, it's a very hard haircut. And we were like, okay, I totally understand that. Um, but if you're interested, can you drop them off at our salon? And we'll have Nancy Han come do a private lesson with us. It was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Because yeah. she was the one who was originally grooming them, but she just didn't have enough time anymore. And I was like, if that maybe would work for you. And he was like, oh, that would be awesome. And, and so that, I mean, we did. We paid and- her to come down and we gave him a free groom. And uh, she taught Nathan. Well, and there was, several a, of there us. was a bunch of us here, and it was it was so cool because our mentor Danica, who's one of the, like the most knowledgeable show people I know, yeah, and she's a Scotty breeder. came to came to to see Nancy do the Wheaton because, yeah. but and that to me solidified like okay, you're my mentor, and you, these two women are my mentors, but one comes to observe the other one do because every it's just this like circle of learning. Everyone just wants to absorb as much yeah, as they can. Absolutely. Well, and, and Danica's really been breeding for like 30 years. She's a second generation. So the fact that she was like, I want to come and learn the wheat and trim better. And she's a hand stripper. Like she hand strips. That's her thing. And she was like, 
I want to learn more about hand scissoring. She came to a Carrie Blue seminar. Too. I want to say yeah. that oh, I heard a lot of people came to that se- that seminar lesson, and I wasn't invited. <laughs> um, I was, you I weren't. Like I was I'm the so only sorry. person out of our friend group at the time that didn't come. No, well, okay, so uh, it was. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm it was very hard. sorry. I'm very sorry. From the bottom I'm of my saying, heart, I'm, I'm sorry. Saying. It was so. It wasn't a real seminar. But it was, Tony people showed up to watch. <laughs> so it was our salon. I think like eight. It well, no, it was it was just our salon, and then um, Heather. Heather came because she wanted a Wheaton. Right, Wheaton. So mm-hmm. I did invite her because she wanted to get a Wheaton at the time. And then Danica, I was just talking to, and she was like, "Oh, well, can I come?" You know, and I will. So s- it wasn't on purpose. I do whatever, apologize from the whatever. bottom of my heart. I will say though, the Wheaton is the haircut or the trim oh. that I get the most conflicting information from. I mean, from judge to judge, I mean, from grooming competition judge to grooming competition judge to breeder to someone who grooms tons of these dogs, Mm -hmm. like, the information is totally different. Well, I would have said no. (laughs) 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 To be honest, I have zero interest learning about the weekend. Like, I feel like there's there's other things I would like to learn more. It's really hard. I, like, competed one time and I... Only undercut this dog, right? Where you like go under the coat and, I, and then you trim off the top a little bit because you want that flowy hair. And then my critiques were were good, but also like I got some. Someone said like clip the throat, and I was told like never ever clipper any place on the dog. Right, because it can. Well, it's. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, the soft coat and wheat interiors coat is different than a lot of other breeds, and some people tell you that if you clip their coat, it could potentially act like it hand will stripping and I, it will make the coat wiry. I have seen it. I've seen a yeah, we've we seen had, a, it look like a really thick Irish terrier, like a super fat Irish terrier. Yeah, it was like a big and then she was like, "No, this is soft coated wheat and terrier, but it's been clipped so many times it turned bright red and thick and, and hard." Thick and short it was hairs. wild. It, it showed us a wild. picture of it as a puppy and a young mm-hmm. dog and it it's got it was a Wheaton. So after that I've been freaked out like I don't want to mess up any any Wheaton's coat. And I know there are plenty of people who do clipper them and they don't have any problems, but but I heard, I heard some, been, someone said that the clippers are better now, so they don't pull as much maybe. hair. And I was like, that, it, that seems like or a weird answer. Or maybe guard hairs though. don't pull as much. I don't know. I know there's lots of people who clipper Wheaton's and that's totally fine. And we do have a couple of pets now that get like guard combs because they just don't want to upkeep the care on them. But we're always like very cautious and careful because I'd hate to like ruin some Wheaton's coat. And when it comes to like competition or show, uh, we've been taught by purists, like do not clipper them. So then we're, we're scared. Yeah, bringing, <laughs> bringing the purist information though, to the show, to the conf, the competition ring can be hard though. Cause it's so time consuming, you know, it is. Yeah. Well, cause if you're hand scissoring your flat work on your neck and your cheeks and stuff that takes yeah, and they're a for lot like of 45 time. minutes, just like scissoring the neck in like in the ears and all, all the and they're like, just super clipper tight. it. And we're like, I'm scared. I'm like, wait, no, this breeder told me do not. Well, do especially like, the Wheaton. That I'd rather you... take the L than fucking piss off the, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, piss off the breeder. The Wheaton that you did bring was the show Wheaton. So it was like, Nope, can't clipper this. Yeah. So sorry. But I mean, the, um, the main point of this whole tangent was <laughs> I want to be confident in every dog breed that comes in. But I do think something that's important um, when we do get, I mean, even your average everyday dog breeders, I can't tell you how, or dog breeders, dogs, dog breeds, 
Um, I mean, like just your random dogs will come in and I love just looking up the breed standard and reading through it and like feeling over the dog I'm working on. Uh, you know, cause we'll be like, Oh, this dog looks like it might be like somewhat well-bred and you know, and then we'll like look up the, we've done that with Pomeranians. We've done that with like dachshunds. We've, I mean, like just because I, th- I find it so interesting. And I think the more that you know about the breed standard and you can like look at the dog on your table, the better you, job you can do. Uh, breed standards are available online for free as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We have books, but most of the time I do just look it up online. I'll just put like Pomeranian AKC standard. Yeah, Pomeranian AKC standard, and then I'll read through the whole you, breed standard. <laughs> you do have to have like a, a certain level of dog ling- language competence to yes. understand the breed standard, yeah. though. But that's where so it there can, is like that like yeah gate. Like you have to have this basic information of naming of the body parts and right. But that's where continued education, regular continued education can help you with that. But that that's like one of our favorite things to do in the salon. I'm like your. Um, I read everything out loud to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So like, that's my, I feel like that's like my official job in the salon is all, you know, everybody will be like, read it out loud. Or I like a news article come up on my phone that everybody's like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then like, as I'm grooming, I'll like take five minutes to like read this article to everybody. It's very She needs to get her words in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean yeah. Kathleen likes to talk? Yeah. What? That's really weird. weird. I, I don't know. see it. But you know, the thing about continued education is the ease of learning it nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. There's, oh, there's so, so many opportunities. There's online, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. books, there's, mm-hmm. uh, you can find someone locally to mentor you. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy nowadays. Yeah. It's all there at your fingertips. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think online is really helpful because not everybody's able to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, while I do think like going to the trade shows, going to the dog shows online is so easy because it is, is at your fingertips right mm-hmm. and if you're like more rural right there's not an excuse right? right you can learn online yes you're not getting the hands-on right but you can learn breed can cuts still, yeah. or, or even they're not even only breed cuts there's creative and there's mm-hmm. um well, know, there's doodles a- and asian fusion and that's something that always said like um surprise surprises me like there's so many classes on doodles and i'm always like i do doodles all day i don't need help doing doodles but i will say like a lot of times i'll like see the photos and i'm like damn that is a really cute face or like oh those legs are really cute because like i feel like most of the doodle grooms that we do at our salon are fairly basic and i do think i'd like to learn some of the cuter things i just don't know if our clients can keep up on them i have been warming up more like i feel like i was really like the doodle like just it's like you just got to accept it, you know? Yeah. They are. They're cute, and we I love them. You just well, got to accept them. It's not their fault that they're, uh, you know, that breeders are taking advantage of, like, breeding them and greeters and bad breeding. And- oh, the other, the other day, I don't want to come off on this tangent again, but I've seen something so terrible. But let me talk about it. <laughs> I've seen a freaking Sharpe German Shepherd. Oh, like, no. Like, what the hell? Is it, oh, no. What? Like, who's doing that? Well, who? Who? It had to have been an accident. There's no way someone purposely bred no, a Sharpe yeah, and a like, German My shepherd. dog is so cute. Your dog is so cute. Let's have them have babies. Well, you know, so the Idiot. thing that uh, the thing that I mean, we'll get into it more in another episode, but the thing that people don't think about is often when people are breeding two separate breeds together, they're not the best representation of even their breed. So yeah. then you're getting dogs that already have like health issues or personality issues or, yeah, you know, or stru- whatever. Not structurally sound. Right. Not, not structurally sound. And then they're breeding them to other dogs 
that also are not good representations of their breed and then getting like even worse. So yeah, yeah it's see, a whole thing. We'll talk we about get, it. But. I get people, we get clients coming in with their like one year old puppy with the restrictive harness, mm-hmm. you know? And then they're like, this dad was a, was a poodle and it's the most straight front sway back poodle you've ever seen. And the lab is like some super overweight lab. And, and you're like this dog, like, well, how come my dog is weird and it doesn't walk right? You're like, well, I mean, multiple things. Yeah. But also that harness, that harness is not helping. Yeah. No. Have you seen the results of keeping those on your puppy and like mm-hmm. growing them on it? Yeah. Every I time, always, I ha- every time yeah. someone comes in with a restrictive harness, I always tell them, and they leave it on all day. Yeah. yeah. Do not just leave the puppy. Off. Just like just treat, just teach your dog how to. But I think a lot. My dog. The funny don't even thing is, collars. I tell people that, and they yeah. all, I've everyone I've told, they've been really positive to the information, and they listen. But it's the people at like Petco or PetSmart that's yeah. just selling it to them that don't know those things. Or right? just it's don't like, hey, guys, care. Um, I've actually been thinking about going to uh, local pet stores and telling people like, hey, like if you have puppies, because they don't know, right? They're just right. new employees at this place. Like, But if you have a puppy, don't recommend these restrictive upfront collars that pinch the shoulder or pinch the, the well, lower arms. The body, yeah. I remember when I was at PetSmart on the floor and you would sell, try to sell pet training classes. And it's like, oh, you can buy this this class for $120. And they're like, oh, I can't really afford that. It's like, okay, well, there's this halty lead over here that's only 30 And they're like, mm. got it. Yeah. You know, because that's. Yeah, it's the cheaper alternative. Right. Yeah. It's been a long time since like, uh, obviously, since we've worked in that kind of environment. So I wonder how it's changed, because I do feel like dog ownership has changed as well over the last mm-hmm. 16 years, because I feel like when we and it could have just been where we worked as well. But I do feel like people were, um, you know, not as much like my dogs are my babies. And now very much so everybody brings their dogs everywhere with them. Everybody's like, this is my child. And so I wonder if that has changed then um, to where people are putting a lot more money into all of these extra things because instead of having kids, we're having dogs. And so I do wonder if that's changed at all. Or I'm I'm sure there's still plenty of cheap asses out there, but I'd like to think there's a lot more people putting more time and effort. I think we should ask the audience something, right? It's like, I think we have a lot of younger groomers and I would like to hear from the younger groomers their thoughts on continued education like uh and maybe ask us some questions like why do you think you liked it or why do you why are you hesitant to do it right because i'd like to answer those questions because i want to get them into it right yeah we want to help as much as we can and to go over you know where would people begin right there's so many options right there's the online and there's the trade shows and seminars and doing private lessons and all that stuff which are all a good path i think Yeah, absolutely. Look for private events in your area, too. There's lots of um, teachers traveling now to different salons. If you're a salon owner and you want to host somebody, look it up. myself and Katie? Yes. I also think you should not be afraid to ask people who you want to learn from. Like, I never thought that I would be teaching anything. And I've had a few people ask me, like, hey, do you do private lessons? Awesome. And I was like, sure. You know, and I've I've done a few and it it was fun. So don't be afraid to ask people because they'll probably say yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Don't be afraid to ask people. And don't be afraid to ask people what their credentials are. Like, you're double master certified. um, And I definitely think that it's important that you look for somebody who can do what you're looking for. Like, if you're. You got to be, you got to take care of your due diligence Mm because there's. um, well, I'm just going to say it is there's some teachers out there or quote unquote teachers that are just out there teaching a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> quote unquote. You know, yes. um, there's Not no like, thing that makes you a teacher or makes you or not. It's just if you're educating somebody, then you're a teacher. So 
If you have a lot of followers, doesn't make you a teacher. Yeah, I've Absolutely. seen some whooped ass haircuts that the before and after look like they didn't even touch it with scissors. And <laughs> maybe it's my like my eye is better, so I look at it and I'm like, well, that fucking sucks, or or what? But just be careful, you know. Make sure. Or if you're a baby groomer, who knows? This person might actually be teaching you. Yeah. But I think 99% of the people out there teaching are, are good. But just make sure and do your due diligence. Yeah. For sure. And then finding someone who knows what you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to have somebody come out and do a breed. You know, you're like, oh, come teach me hand stripping. And they don't know anything about hand stripping. Yeah. So yeah. like they, they're a scissor person or something. Yeah. You like know? Me and Katie can go out and teach most groomers uh, a, a lot of good information. But I can't have a me and Katie come teach me. So I need like a Pina right. or a uh, Ann Martin or a Lindsay. Lindsay Dickens, right? I need that level of teacher mm-hmm. to to be educate me. Mm-hmm. But so yes. make sure you're finding what you need. Yeah. yeah but sure. there's lots of options out there. Lots of options. Yeah. Now let's get Let's deep. get deep. You want to get deep? Okay. Oh, that's hey, me. Who's, who's got me. the first okay. one? Okay. I got the first one. <clears> let's get deep. Did you go to your prom and or prom weekend? What was it like? Okay. Oh, um, prom weekend, eh? I went yeah. to two yeah, prom proms. weekend. Jeez. The first one I went to, I was a sophomore, and I went to a seniors prom. A sophomore. A sophomore. I, I was a <laughs> sophomore. That's not how you say it. No. no. Soft. S O P H. Well, you know, I didn't graduate, right? So, <laughs> oh, okay. But Damn, you went guys. to prom. Yeah. But yeah. For those people that don't know, <laughs> you went to three proms. I went to three proms <laughs> as a sophomore. <laughs> Um, For those of you who don't know Nathan, but you know it was pretty baller. You know, I yeah. felt so cool because I was the, the 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 little guy at the senior prom. I think the senior that took me thought it was going to be cool, and then like as we started dating, she's Fucking like, loser. maybe this isn't as cool as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was just like a horny like fifteen year old or something, you know. And she's like, she was coming on to be an adult, so it didn't last long. I'm just laughing at you calling yourself the little guy. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that woman, that girl, actually, <laughs> her name woman. is Chris. That her name is Christina, and she freaking broke my heart, dude. Aww. Yeah, like super bad. I was homeless at the time, and she's like, was my world because I was homeless, and m- m- it was embarrassing, like that life I was living. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was at a Motel Six. My mom had got a room for the weekend, and prom weekend. She had came. <laughs> no, it was a different week, but she had come. <laughs> this is when she broke up with me. She come. I invited her over. And I'd like lit candles in the in the room. Oh my god! You're putting on the And she came. And she came in my mom's hotel room, right? So like, oh god, I'm so lame. So she comes, and then she breaks up with me. And I literally on my hands and knees begging her not to not to leave me because I was so sad, crying tear. I've never I've cried like that since, but I cried so hard. And after when she left, I remember thinking like, I will never let a woman do that to me again. And it turned me into a fucking monster. (laughs) because so for a while yeah for For a while so then i went on this little rampage um and i also went to a prom uh as a senior i went to a uh a sophomore prom as a senior yeah yeah, because weren't you already dropped out by then yeah so that was like (laughs) that was maybe i'll leave that part out (laughs) no but she was my girlfriend for you know like and um and i went they had a sophomore prom no she was Okay, maybe I got to go back. <laughs> no, it was a junior prom. Oh, junior prom. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we had junior prom. Yeah, school. it was junior prom. And what, uh, Were your proms separate? We had like a junior prom, and then there was like the big senior prom. Oh, ours was like just prom and juniors and seniors. And both of our um, proms were in San Francisco in these big, beautiful buildings. They were really cool. Hmm. Hmm. I thought you said three. 
That was two. No, it was two. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go to my Just own. exaggerating. I went to the one as the younger guy, and then I went to the one as the older creepy guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Juan, you're the second oldest. So. Um, I went to both my proms, junior and senior year, um, and it was really fun. I, 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 like Nathan, I had a senior ask me to freshman winter ball. Ooh. So it, was, it wasn't, oh the, it wasn't a prom, but I was also Somebody creepy. call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really fun. I think that was more fun than... Than mine. Was it, it a was, man or a woman? It was a woman. Oh, I was nice. I was straight in high school. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know. I was straight or secret gay. Well, well secret, I was gay. secret gay. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I had girlfriends all through like middle school and oh high school. Gosh. Freshman okay, year wait, of college. What base did you get to? Third. Oh my god. Yeah, I I, I never wanted to get to the fourth. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. I like I touched it here and there, but n- like, nothing else. Like, mm-hmm. not, not for me. <laughs> What about you, Kat? Why are we going old? <laughs> uh, we're going in age because that's how long ago it was. I don't know. <laughs> so I went to my senior prom and I wasn't planning on going, um, but I actually had a a coworker from another school who was like a prom like jumper. She just went to like <laughs> everyone's prom. She's like, let's go to prom. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, I want to go to your prom. I'm like, okay. Were you I, glad I, you went? Yeah, it was fun. And but you know what made it really special is like Michelle and the rest of the salon got money together Aww. to have my hair done and my Aww. makeup done professionally. That's and so I felt sweet. like a princess, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so and sweet. And so because I was working at PetSmart at the right. time and um the girl who wanted to go to my prom and kind of made me go, uh, she was a cashier. So. What color was your dress? It was like a lavender color. Aww. And um yeah, I got it at like the cheapest one I got. <laughs> she got it at Ross. No, I got, I went Didi's to, discounts. No, it was that little. Oh my god, Didi! That little store that sells like wedding dresses and stuff, like a little oh, angel little or something. Angels. Yeah, I got it there for like eighty bucks or something like that. But nice. um, yeah, I I had fun. It was a good time, and nice. uh, but I was always like more reserved, and it was just a lot but i bought these like really high sparkly shoes nice. yeah i last, for 10 I walked minutes? into the building and took them off immediately <laughs> i was like i can't i can't do this no you, know, yeah. you, you bring up dd's discount and i'm actually really like surprised about them and impressed because every time i go in there they have the same shirts i'm like how do they have the same bandana print shirt for the last 15 years on the rack you know what i mean i'm like this how if, at least they're consistent. Broke, don't fix it hey, they're consistent <laughs> yeah. yes yeah <laughs> Katie. Uh, okay, so I did go to my junior and my senior prom. The junior prom was just at the high school, so it wasn't really anything special. But I, you know, I didn't like really ever get asked to dances. So like I just went with like a bunch of girls, typical, right? Um, and I mean, that one was fine. It was just your regular school dance. I feel like they just said it was like junior prom. Um, but then senior prom, I did have a boyfriend at the time, so I did take him. He was a year younger. Um, and we like did the whole group thing. So we had like a stretch, like Hummer limo. I think it was a Hummer a, limo. I think it was the oh Hummer. God. We went big. Damn. And, um, you got money. Yeah. <laughs> and we like went to like Hard Rock Cafe before. And then we went. The and it fancy was, restaurant. Yeah. Well, because yeah. it was in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so, it felt really fancy at the time. Um, now I'm like, Ooh. uh, but no, it would mean it was a lot of fun. Same thing. I got like, he, like these super high. I remember I kept them for a while after that. They were playboy bunny high heels. Ooh. I can't believe my parents Damn. let me get it. Um, but Hugh? I remember cause I have, was that your partner, Hugh? I have this like <laughs> photo of me and my dad and they were so 
high, the high heels. He's like six foot. And I was like the same height as him. I look like the Jolly Green Giant because my dress was like emerald green. I love and um, I'll have to find it because they did Let's look post, cute. We should find photos of oh, all our yeah. things and post them on the uh, Post I, them on the thing. You have like a Polaroid, I feel like, somewhere because. I have one of, of uh, uh, yeah. Of you at the, the junior, the junior prom, prom or whatever. Because yeah. that's like, Nathan has, if anybody, I mean, most people wouldn't know, but Nathan has like barely any photos from his youth because of being homeless and whatnot. So whenever actually, we find them, we're like, oh my God, look. A couple months ago, it was weird. Somebody called me and they came in and it was like this girl I knew in elementary school and she had pictures of me okay. as a kid. And these are literally the only pictures I have of me as a kid. Yeah, she like just stopped by one day and was like, look what I found, Nathan. So like I'm just working, grooming probably a doodle. And then (laughs) next thing you know, this woman's in here and I'm crying, Mm. hugging this lady. I I barely know, you know, but it was pretty cool. Oh, you know what I forgot, though, about my prom? I was just thinking about it. Uh, My I don't know how uh, coincidentally there was like a cancer walk or something. It was like one of those like overnight cancer walks. On the same thing that like my mom had been helping organize, but it was like the same day. So my parents and my little brother went and spent the night at this like cancer walk thing. And they let me bring everybody back to my house to party. Wow. So we were the party house and everybody slept over. So you had the weekend. I did. Yeah, I guess I did. I did. Weekend. I you know, did. When, when she talks about like her, her, this boyfriend that she had, like I want to really not like him, but he was really nice to her. He was really nice. He was really sweet and stuff. And I'm like, oh. I mean, you want to thank him. Yeah, yeah I want to thank you him. You respected her. Yeah, he was really, really nice. He was a really nice guy. He just wasn't right for me. But he was, was a really nice guy. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's married now to a woman. I don't know. I don't really keep track. What was his name? Tommy. Thomas. Thanks, Thomas, for treating her good. <laughs> I doubt he's watching this. What? What? I uh, broke his heart. So how you said that you begged and cried... That's what happened when I broke up with him. Oh my God. So women I feel are really terrible. Bad about it. That's the story here: is women are terrible. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose, but I just wasn't in love with him anymore. So yeah. it just is what it is. Well, better than to string him along. Yeah, yeah, I had to rip well, did off I, the band-aid. Did, did I talk about that? How then I went to jail and I got out and I met, met her. Did I bring that up in a previous no. show? Uh-uh. Oh well, I um I meet uh, I go to jail a couple years later or a year later and I come out. And it transformed me, right? Like um, I was 18 years old, just go to jail, and I'm surrounded by scary men. I was in the the part of the jail where the more dangerous people were. Mm-hmm. So when I got out, like all these people that I was scared of and girls I was scared of before were nothing. Right? Like it didn't bother me at all. So I had this air of confidence. That's the thing about jail. It just makes you a better criminal usually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I meet her, or she's like around or something, and she's like, I could tell she's like, oh, he's so different. She kept saying like, oh, you're so different. You're so confident. Like, And I'm like, yeah, you want to go out sometime? She's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. Ghosted her. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fucking ghosted Fuck her. Yeah. But it was so good to see her. Like, I knew she wanted me. And then to be like, it's total dick move, but it just felt she so good. She deserved it. Yeah. Well, now you feel bad, right? I f- no. No. Oh. <laughs> no. She like, like I. That's rare for Nathan. Nathan's usually like the guilty party. Like he always feels really bad about treating people badly. No, because like the the way it went down, like I like I was just so in love with her. Like I really wasn't, but since well, all the things that were going around, like it just it was such deep pain. You know, like um. Well, when I don't you're a kid, no everything like when you're a teenager and like you have those hormones, everything's life or oh, death. Yeah everything's life or death so yeah. it definitely just seems like you're dying like i do always think it's 
you know when uh, adults will tell younger kids like, oh, you or teenagers like, you don't know what love is. I mean, I think when you're a teenager, you are feeling if that's not love, I don't like the emotions are so intense. Like it's yeah, How is obviously that not? it's you know, not even though it's like not based in it's based more in lust, right? Or like just or hormones or whatever. But but they, the emotions are there. Yeah. But to tell them they don't really know, I mean, you feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel a hundred percent in love. So I do I I hope that we hold on to that as our kids are starting to get to that age. Oh. That we don't forget what it's like to have those big, big feelings that you just can't. I mean, I remember just thinking like, I have to, I'm going to be with this person forever. I'm going to die if I'm not, you know, like, and that you really feel that way. You mm-hmm. really do feel that way. Yeah. Cat. You don't feel that way about me. Okay. Kat? Well, Juan, have you been, have you been torn up before? Uh, I have. Yeah, I was. And I was very anti guys for, a while I was single maybe for about four years. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. And then and then Ronnie walked into Petsmart and then Aww. it's changed everything. But yeah, I was I was very happy being alone. I was like heartbroken for like a year. Yeah. Um yeah. and I was like, fuck guys, I don't need guys. And I was just hanging out with all my friends and going out and drinking and like flirting and all that stuff, but no, nothing ever serious. Um and I was very happy being alone. And then and then I met Ronnie and then Aww. That changed that. Yeah. If you're broken hearted out there, it'll get better. You yes. know what I mean? It does. Afterwards, I mean, it took a lot of years, but then I found the love of my life. He found the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And there's me. Cat loves herself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just keep keep looking for Single it. It'll come. For life. You know, I it'll mean, keep coming. Yeah. I feel like I've not been that heartbroken before. Well, you broke that heart. I yeah. broke hearts, Tommy's yeah. heart. Tommy's heart. Well, you're I lucky. Mean, okay. I did. I mean, like, I definitely had, like, guys that I, like, thought I, like, loved or what, But I feel like. Surprisingly, I did not have that many like boyfriends or anything. I only had like a couple of boyfriends. Guys didn't ever really ask me out. I like well, they're probably intimidated by you. I I didn't I always had crushes. I had like 5 million crushes. It changed like every month, I swear. Cat, I'm sure can attest to it. I was very boy crazy, but I rarely actually ever dated anybody well, and I was, rarely got asked out. You were in school. When I remember you telling you when you were in school, you were a size 0 of double Ds, so like mm. that would have scared the shit out of me. They were Ds. They weren't double Ds until I'm I had sorry. Kids. <laughs> but I would have been. You still like, had tickle bitties. I would have walked up to him and like. <laughs> and then like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I, I don't think anybody I went to high school would even like deem to watch something like this. But I swear, like guys in high school just didn't find me interesting. I think I was too weird. I was like really weird. I was like, I'm okay. When does it? When does it start to be a negative? I don't know. When do you say something that's negative? I don't. I don't get it. I'm weird. I talk too much. I say too much. I share too much. I'm just a lot. I'm a lot. And I think for high school, I was just too much for people. I'm just, a lot. Tr- just trauma dump on every boy that walks up <laughs> yeah. to you. I tell like, wow. everybody my like whole life story on a regular. That's just who I am. I'm yeah. a sharer. I'm an oversharer. If you don't Thanks, like ADHD. oversharing, yeah. If you don't like oversharing, I'm not the person for you. Same. I will tell you everything. Nothing is private in my life. Sometimes I feel like I, I always say way too much. And then I'm like, oh shit, I, feel, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's who I am. What I don't, I'm not ashamed of any of it. It was just yeah. too much info. But mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm really happy about being older is like I'm comfortable in my own skin. Yes. Or if I say if I do something dumb, I'm, I can think like, oh, my life's not over. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fall onto that a lot actually. It is what it is. I want. I wonder that's if it's going to crush me yeah. eventually. But what, what I go to is nothing really matters. 
<laughs> and then I get really sad for a little bit because like, oh shit, what's the point of life? But then if you think about it, it's like, well, nothing really, it's only only what you think about yourself matters. Mm-hmm. And if you surround yourself with your friends and like people you love, that's literally all that should count, mm-hmm. you know? Like who cares about anything? Yeah. Else? I freaked my son out a little bit because I was like just trying to show him that not to be embarrassed. So I looked at him and I told him, uh, Owen, everyone around us is NPCs. Watch this. We're at Disneyland or something. And oh, I walk Jesus. up to someone and I just say some like, I forget what I said. I think I was just speaking gibberish. And then they're looking at me and I'm like, yeah, you know. And they go, just shake their head, you know. And mm-hmm. then I look back at Owen. I'm like, see? Yeah. Like nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't know he did that. So <laughs> I didn't know Owen's, either. Owen's looking at it. me like, uh, what the heck, you know. But I was yeah. really, I was trying to get him to dance with Mickey Mouse. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because he stopped dancing with Mickey Mouse. He started to be scared. Oh, well, he started to be like, yeah, get embarrassed, self-conscious. What's the next? The well, next. Okay, but I was just going to say the older I get, I do agree, the less I care. I used to care a lot, and I used to like have to be perfect and like not ever embarrass myself, and I was always freaked out. And I'm like, whatever, who fucking cares? If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Fuck it. I still dwell in the past. I, you know, traumatized by things that happened five years ago. Oh, well, I definitely <laughs> I do that too. I definitely dwell on things, but just I'm more myself, and I don't worry if somebody's going to – I still worry a little bit if people are going to like me, but not as much as I once did. I'm a big people pleaser. So mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. I'm letting go. I'm starting to let go. Let it go. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Ronnie yeah. don't give a shit about nothing. Yeah, Ronnie does not give a buck. Yeah. That's right. why we love him so much. Yes. Okay. Next question. Deeper. Uh, this is the last yeah, question, right? Last one. This is the last one, the but last this one. is deeper. The other this one is was deeper. That was deep. Oh, this that was is just deeper. Deep. When asked how many sexual partners you've had, what do you say? Oh, what do you say? Oh. I read it wrong the oh. first time. Okay. Okay, so what do you say and then what's the truth? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do both, I guess. Okay. Well, right, who's going first? I'll go first. Um, I always say the truth and it's three. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I only have relations with people I'm in relationships with. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that was just three. I'm so innocent. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. For a gay guy to only have, I mean, I'm 36. For a gay guy to only have three sexual partners, yeah. that's that's like low. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a point where you're like, oh, it's only three, like you're lame or something? I you feel that way. I feel, I feel that, that way. way a I, lot. Yeah. I do think if I was like if I was gay, I would be I would have be in the hundreds probably. <laughs> like I'm like my, most are. Um, my most are. uh <laughs> my um I'm trying to speak in a way that is not crude or whatever, right? But my Libido, yeah, is that- is, is is high. So Very like, high. I um, yeah, I would be. I would probably. Oh God, I don't want to think about it no more. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you don't want to think about being gay anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I've heard. I've heard. Like, oh my God, am I getting turned on right I've now? I've heard people <laughs> say like it's just so easy too. Like it's so easy just yeah. to like. Well, yeah. I mean, because guys in general have a higher libido, so get two guys together and it's just. Yeah. I I always tell the truth too, but my number is. Even though I only have two, uh, so I we're so pure. <laughs> we're so modest. Puritans. No, um, no, but really, I mean, I felt similarly where I feel like I have to be really connected to the person I'm with, and I was always too scared to like do anything with somebody that I didn't feel comfortable bearing myself to, in both emotionally and physically. So for me, it was only ever two. So I think nowadays it's more acceptable, right? For I do women think and like people just to be more like I open. do. Yeah, I do think it's more acceptable and I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with yeah. 
uh, having as many sexual partners as you want. It was just for me personally, I never felt comfortable enough, but I'm also really proud of that because, uh, not proud of like having a low number, but proud of never letting myself be pressured into doing something I didn't feel comfortable with. I only had sex for the first time when I truly felt comfortable enough with the boyfriend that I had Mm -hmm. to do that. And I felt safe and comfortable. And because of that, I felt like I had more good sexual experiences because I never felt pressured or put in a position that I was not happy with. Yeah. So, so I would, I'm three and, um, we're so pure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I want to say like, I was in relationships with two of them. Um, the other one was kind of a for funsies, for funsies, or like an experiment uh-huh. or so. You know? was, yeah, <laughs> that's a better way of putting it. <laughs> but you know, um, I just don't seem to make a lot of personal connections real easy. So I think that's part of it. You know, mm-hmm. but so you also need that connection. I need before. a connection, yeah, before except for that one. But yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> well, she hasn't done. I mean, it prove your point, right? Yeah, it prove yeah. your point. Yeah. No, but I'm I do think that's with, interesting. I'm happy with myself. Yeah. Oh, like, I, um, I do wonder, like, if more people are waiting, you know, like, having personal connections or just it feels great, so I'm doing it, which is fine either way. But I am curious, like, what's the percentage? Yeah. Because Nathan, I think, is our outlier of our yeah. little pack. Yeah. Well, I'm not, like... And I was Ronnie. I was pretty like out there like <laughs> we don't talk know. about Ronnie like, like I said after my heart was broken I was on a mission to like mm-hmm. do the same mm-hmm. uh, but it turns out I cannot do that like if I have relations with somebody I like immediately catch feelings even if I don't want to it's just that physical being close you know like I I get um, emotional and I get like attached so I mean I think I don't I don't even know how how many like it's wow. not a ton it's not a ton it's more than. 15, probably less than 20, for sure, Some, somewhere in around there. So it's not like a whole ton. We've tried to count before, and then, like... It just gets he weird. Always, it gets well, weird. he starts to, like, forget things. You know, he'll be like, I don't know. Like, did I? Did I not? There was a big blur it? because there was a lot of... There was a lot of... Other like, things. Uh, drug use and a lot of, like... Because once I... Re- like, it's... If I could give... No, I don't want to give old me advice because it would make it even easier. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's crazy how like when you just all of a sudden become confident and just like pursue how receptive people are, you know, how receptive for me, at least women could be like, I would just go like, hey, you know, like, want to meet up and like do this just as somebody was an acquaintance. And most of the time they're like, yeah, so it, I'll, hmm. so maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, it feels weird talking about it because now I could never en- imagine doing anyone else or being with anyone else <laughs> well, you're, but my wife. I was going to say you're 16 years into one person at this point. So. Yeah. Good thing it's good, huh? I just want a cream pie and make podcasts with the same woman oh forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to bake, Nathan? You want to go bake? You, you love baking. Yeah, yeah, let's make some cream Danish. pies. <laughs> but, you know, like... um. No, I mean, how do you get around this question without being a little like, it, right. it is what it is. But I, I think it think, should be something that people can talk about, right? It's no, not like yeah. taboo. No, no, no. Everyone, well, and I don't think we're being explicit. But I do think that there's something to be said for for being in a committed relationship and being with the same person because you start to feel more comfortable asking for exactly what you want. So there's no like, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would say from the beginning of a relationship to now way better. And it was good from the start, but like way, way better because now we don't feel like uncomfortable asking for anything. So any thought that we're like, want to try that? It's not like, oh my God, you're so weird. We're like, <laughs> yeah, I, nah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it, but it, it, you're pulling it out of me. But over after like 15 <laughs> years of us being together, I was, I was finally like curious enough to be like, I want to try the exit for me. <laughs> right. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I was like, I'm comfortable with myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm a man, like I'm not like it's, I'm with my, my wife, my woman. So like, there's nothing weird about it. Turns out not a fan. Mm. You know? He hated it. Aww. Hated he it. Hated when it. you did it wrong. I'm just well, kidding. maybe. Well, then we maybe. went to a store, right? We went to a store to like find like things. Something to, that would work. To lead up maybe. Mm-hmm. And this well, yeah, lady. I was like, well, maybe. I, yeah, exactly. This lady like, starts pulling out all this stuff. And she's <laughs> like all this numbing creams and all these like expandable thing. And I'm like, no. Maybe not. Then he it was, was just, like, at this that is point, not it was too me. much. I was like, I, I, I told Katie, I was like, we just got to leave because she's like, <laughs> just you're, you're a, a man. Don't you know, with your wife? Don't be embarrassed. And I'm like, the more she's talking about it and showing me these, <laughs> these things, <laughs> these weapons. I can't describe <laughs> it any other way. But like, I'm like, I have to leave, you know. And then uh, so we left. And did I'm, she pull out the this one, the hand? No. no. <laughs> but she brought me this like set of ten that progressively get bigger, like a like oh, a, a dilator, blade, like a blade shave chart. You know, <laughs> <laughs> first you start at the one millimeter, and then you work your way up to the ten. You know, and I was like, uh, pass. No, she tried to give you like a bigger one to start, and then she was like, no, this is like the normal one. And then I was like, oh well, they have like, you know, like this training one that's like a yeah, training and then one. Katie, Katie can sense that I'm like <laughs> not enjoying this, and she goes, she gets in on oh, it. Oh yeah, she's of like course. Nathan. How about this one? And I'm like, oh my god, just. I'm all, but there's numbing cream. Look how Nathan. vascular this one looks. <laughs> what about the numbing cream? You won't even know. We did leave with the numbing cream, just not for Nathan. <laughs> just not for Nathan. Yeah, thanks to whoever that lady was because she helped us out with that on that end. <laughs> Literally. Should we end? I, on, on that note. <laughs> on I that mean, note. Let's exit. Get it? Because of the <laughs> exit. No. Thank you for tuning in to another grooming podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate and follow us on all the platforms. We're on everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. everything. You can watch everything. our faces and genuine reactions on YouTube. Um, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye. I feel weird now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did we really just talk about that? I know. Well, that's okay. Like I said, I mean, well, I also know my parents watched no, I this. I thought it was funny, though. I thought yeah. it was funny.